Hello, welcome to Soberish. My name is Jessa Reed. Today, my guest is the loudest refrigerator in the history of hotel room refrigerators, um, which is impressive because hotel room refrigerators are already unreasonably loud. So I usually live with a guy who does my audio and he's not here. So you're just going to have to deal with it. Hopefully the air conditioner will kick on in a second and that'll kind of take it over. Uh, Sorry, there was no episode last week. I was hanging out with my friend. I almost said hepatitis C, not that. Strep C. Strep C, not to be mistaken with strep throat. Strep C is a um, horse illness. I don't know. The fuck? This is what happens when you quarantine and wear a mask. And hang out on a farm or whatever the hell in the in the woods, you get horseborne illnesses. So I was at a uh, I was at a bar full of horses, and uh, and learned my lesson. So anyway, antibiotics have kicked in. I'm feeling fucking great. I think I had this shit for like a month. I was like, what is happening to my joints? It was the it was the it was the horse flu. Anyway. Uh, here's a bummer of a thing to talk about real quick before everything else. For the last few months, someone has, a group of people have been listening to the podcast and consuming my other online content free of charge to gather evidence that I am mentally unstable or something, which you should have been able to finish that in a week. I don't know. I, who cares? I know that. Who cares? But they were using this evidence, I'm using air quotes, to hurt someone that I care about. And that that was under my skin. And it was affecting the way that I do the podcast because I was constantly thinking about, is this going to hurt somebody? Is, am I, you know, am I putting someone in a bad position? And weirdly, watering down the podcast doesn't really help because the podcast, the entire premise of the podcast is about consciousness and talking about consciousness in a way that helps validate people who are afraid that they are losing their minds. And you can't really do that uh, and not sound insane to people who have that aren't going through this process. So that hasn't worked. And I'm sure you guys have noticed the podcast has been a, a little more on the lame spectrum in a lot of episodes. So this wasn't an easy conclusion to come to, but I don't know what else to do. To be honest, I, I've like lost sleep over this. I've been, I think it's just in everyone's best interest. It's especially in the best interest of my own personal mental health. If until further notice, I just give these fucking assholes what they came for. So welcome to season four of Soberish. Jessa Reed, uh, you may know me as a professional stand-up comedian um, that literally makes jokes for a living, but I am actually a commander for the Galactic Federation. I am here to assist you in your apocalypse experience. Um, is that a little hot? Am I coming a little hot? I figured I could just give them, give them good sound bites in the first few minutes. Anyway, welcome to season four. Um, I am actually your, I don't know if I'm a commander, but I am your apocalypse doula. 
I want to do a quick review. The beginning of season four means that when people subscribe to the podcast, this is the first episode that they hear for a while. And so I try to make that one kind of a review or an overview. So sorry if I'm repeating some shit you already know. Beginning of season two was Alien School. Beginning of season three was You Are Here. So kind of same thing, kind of a review. So if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I'm sorry. Because so far it's not very good. I want to talk about the last year. So when this podcast started, we just gotten the 5D download. For people who don't know what downloads or uh, dimensions are, dimensions are essentially think software update. Um, each new dimension comes onto the reality that you're already in. It's not a separate place from here. It just kind of lays over top of it like a Photoshop layer. Every time we get a new dimension, it's just a new, it's the difference between a triangle and a square right so you just have a new dimension added to it we are trying to get to like eight or something i don't know we downloaded five in july of last year we downloaded six in january of 2020 and so far seven is scheduled for january of 2021 i know this because aliens talk to me now you can't even tell what I'm saying seriously and what I'm trying to sound crazy. I have talked about this extensively on multiple podcasts, but essentially we get the download and then it takes a long time to integrate it because every app, every program that you're running, including limiting programs, has to work with the new software update. Each new software update comes with a new set of rules. Okay. So we're outgrowing a lot of ways that we experienced reality. You all do also get like badass superpowers, weird physical symptoms, and uh, a completely new way of being. Uh, quick summaries, like for the fourth dimension downloaded in 2012, uh, that triggered a whole bunch of shit and awakening of kind of the feminine energy. Um, you can look back and see that. 4D is like the mental space, and it really is kind of... I, most of 4D would now be considered spiritual bypassing because it is kind of like an... It, um, there's the loud-ass air conditioner. Jesus Christ. It is kind of like everything happens for a reason, whatever. It's the mental space. 5D happens in the emotional space. So this is the emotional body, okay? So this is where energy exchanges become very obvious. 5D is truth. You cannot lie in the fifth dimension because you can see the energy exchange. So last year, how I described this was if two of the best actors in the world were fighting in the streets, even if the fight looked real as hell, you would know it wasn't real because you could see the energy exchange and you cannot fake an energy exchange. And that's what I was saying last July. And now look what has happened as, as society is... And people don't even know this is happening. There's tons of people having this experience. They have no idea that their consciousness is being raised right now. But suddenly everything is so obvious. White supremacy is, is everyone can see it. They can see the truth. They can see past the propaganda. They can see past the lies. People who are not good, they can't pretend to be good anymore. You cannot hide in the fifth dimension. And so that's what's happening. Other things that came with the fifth dimension, stuff around intimacy, that's very important in the sixth dimension. So that's part of the reason it has to happen here. Enmeshment, toxic relationships uh, with family, people, like whatever, like all of that shit getting cleared out. Codependency as a complete premise. We celebrate codependency in this society. 
and that's got to go because codependency says that you outside of me are responsible for my feelings and that is an endless loop of fucking misery so 5d work is healing your own codependent shit figuring out what your attachment stuff is getting your programming in check learning how to be a completely autonomous being and then how to be an autonomous being and share that with one other person and then as we move into 6d you learn how to share it with a group of people the sixth dimension is fire energy so this is like passion this is about what the fuck do you want to do what did you come here to do and if you get everybody everybody every individual autonomous being and you put them together in like a body of christ is what it's called in the bible not to quote the bible but there is actually like badass ascension stuff in the bible it is if everyone did what makes their heart sing this would work as one bit symbiotic thing see why we have to cure codependency first because codependency is so fucking concerned with whether or not things are fair and you have to do things the way that i want you to do them well in reality if everyone's doing the things the way that i want them to do them and not the way that makes their heart sing they're not going to be putting off their frequency and we're never going to be in harmony until we learn to get the fuck out of everyone else's business and figure out what we want and what makes us happy so obviously we needed an entire year to integrate this one because just ask somebody what they want we have vague ideas of like well i think if i had a car that that car i'd be happy that job whatever no you have no fucking idea what do you want to do not what does society want you to do what did your parents fucking pressure you into doing what do you feel obligated to do because you legally bound yourself to it or went to college for it what do you want to do so that's where we are up to this point 7d is earth energy my guess is that's when we're going to see the earth handle her business so i don't know i'm not i'm just like i keep predicting the future but i'm not actually interested in that because um i'm wrong all the time so i uh do think there are earth changes coming i'd assume that it happens after 70 it is a lot of physical changes as well we will still be integrating 5d and 60 when that comes so um, that brings us to the uh, apocalypse. Oh, a few other things I wanted to talk about. And I think this is probably an alien school. But um, the, uh, the three energies that I talked about, and then I think I, I address them every once in a while. So I'm going to go over that real quick. When I had a near-death experience, if you haven't heard the story, go back to my that um, beginning of season two. I had a near-death experience. And went back to some big blue ball of light that told me reality's a video game. It's not real. Whatever. This is like uh, yawn worthy in 2020. But this shit was like crazy unheard of in any circle I'd ever run in at this point 20 years ago. And they talked about the end of the old world and that there would be a revolution, an, ap an apocalypse. And then we would like move into a more communal um, utopian society and I saw the utopian society and I, I saw like what I'm assuming is imagery of the apocalypse it's just shit was on fire and um, they explained how this process was going to go and they said that there were three energies that would be pivotal in this and this would be just people on the planet playing these roles now you don't have to pick one of these things uh, most of us are all three of these things 
The first one was the uh, Arsenal. So the Arsenal's whole job is to tear down the old systems. You can see Arsenal going back the last 10 years, uh, changing the conversation around gender and, uh, you know, rape culture and everything else. Like SJWs is my favorite example of Arsenal because Arsenal are just, just, and SJW means social justice warrior. If you don't know what that means, man, you live in a fucking... Um, blessed bubble, because I uh, am a comedian, so I hear SJW almost daily. Um, they're just Pac-Man. They're just here to destroy the old world. They're a little cannibalistic, but that's like the point, because they're just there to destroy an energy, and they don't care, and they're not going to stop, and they are massive paradigm shifters. Um, Arsenal Energy are also out in the streets right now. They're protesting. They're here to change the old world. They're tearing down the old paradigm. Millennials are predominant. Uh, arsenal energy and uh it's a little heavy especially if you're one of the other energies or if you don't harness a lot of arsenal but i am fully in support of arsenal doing their job this is somehow a controversial take of mine i have people who are having a hard time with the apocalypse are uh, frustrated i do want to say right now for everyone listening i am not actually in charge of the apocalypse I couldn't turn this off if I wanted to. I am more of a doula for the apocalypse. I'm here to assist you through this process and make it as easy for, and by you, I mean all of us. Um, that's it. I, I can't actually stop the apocalypse. So I um, am trying to support the energies while they do their thing. I did get a sneak preview of what comes after this, so I may seem a little more optimistic than I should be sometimes, but I'm also just kind of like this. So when life is handing me massive lemons, with the exception of you know every once in a while while it just gets the best of me for a second, I am annoyingly optimistic all the time. So uh, you know, feel free to not listen to the podcast if you hate that. The next energy is the image setters. So the image setters are... Um, artists, mostly. They're people who create the new world. Art creates reality. Uh, a lot of times I hear people saying things like, oh my God, but they ran a, uh, what do they call it? A, um, God damn it. When they run like a, a computer model of something. I hate it when I can't remember words. Um, anyway, they ran a computer model of the, the, the um, pandemic. You know, well, because that's that's art. They're creating art. Anything you create, a play, a song, a poem, whatever, a painting about something, and you're like envisioning it, you're creating it. It will later come true. Same thing with not being able to remember that word is going to drive me fucking simulation. Jesus, that's a weird word for me not to be able to remember. Same thing with The Simpsons. The Simpsons aren't predicting the future. They are creating it. Because how many people consume your art does uh, make it a little more powerful. So when a ton of people watch The Simpsons, it's more likely to show up on the timeline synchronistically. So they're not predicting anything. They are creating it. Not that like things would be better if they hadn't made it. It's just showing up. That's how this game works. Next, we've got royalty. Royalty is the healers, the oracles, um, the people that help. Within the royalty, um, and this is a new thing f through readings that I've noticed, is there are a lot of people that I'm calling, like, map holders. They're people who have, like, a map for the for new modalities inside of them. Because everything's going to have to change. Yoga's going to be different. 
Reiki's going to be different, all these healing modalities. A lot of healers are like, you know, I was a massage therapist. Now I'm doing crystal healings and, and uh, astrology and this and that. This is someone I just talked to today. But I've run into this several times, and that's because we're going to be doing things completely different in the uh in the new and so royalty are people who are healers you can be all three of these you can be none of these there are all kinds of other energies as well mostly uh you know there are people who like keep records there are people who do research there's all kinds of different energies these are just the three energies i think focus around the apocalypse and that is where my work is focused so my work is focused around I don't know, cracking jokes into a microphone to get us through this uncomfortable time. The purpose of the apocalypse is the collapsing of an old timeline, So, but it's a huge timeline. Okay, so it's an entire, it's the age of Pisces. It is an entire reality that we just lived in, and we're going into an entirely new reality. Reality strange in that there are no jump cuts, so there has to be a believable transition, and by believable, I mean air quotes, right? I mean, have you looked at the world we live in right now? But there has to be somewhat of a conceivable transition between one and the other. And so that's kind of what we're in right now is society is shifting from a very individual way of being into more of a collective way of being. But there are a lot of things that keep us separate. And those things have to be broken down, healed, whatever. And so everything that's built on bullshit and propaganda or to keep uh, some of us oppressed and, you know, anything built on white supremacy, any of that is going. It's just is going. Money is going, you know. Um, any medical system that treats some people and not other people or that is profit bit going. It's just all it's going bit, like food letting people starve while we throw away that's all going it's all just on its way out and this very painful point for many people is the death of one before the birth of the other and uh in this phase of it you know we we haven't got qu quite got to watch um you know the creators the the people who have benefited from this we haven't quite got to watch them eat shit yet if I'm being honest as much as I want to watch them eat shit I have a sneaking suspicion that we may heal to the point that it doesn't play out that way and uh, I'm not going to say a lot more about that because I'm not positive but I'm just saying there's a possibility that uh, some love conquers all bullshit and things balance out that way. But I don't know. I'm I'm down. I am completely down for us to just run into the house of the billionaires and set them on fire. But, you know, you can't always get what you want. The uh, Right now we're in a phase of the balancing of the energies. I keep calling this the second horse of the apocalypse, but I keep forgetting to read Revelations again to see if that's where we really are. But basically, second horse of the apocalypse. So the... Um, Masculine and feminine energies, each of us carry masculine and feminine energy on like a sliding scale. And those have been experienced as two separate things. And then we had toxic masculinity, unconscious masculine energy, unconscious feminine energy. We've all been playing these roles. 
and we've been just unconscious for a long time. And so we've been having to heal all of this. And now we're getting to a place where we're integrating both of those energies within us. We're integrating light and dark within us. We are also having to heal the wounds of white supremacy and colonization. And we are just getting started with that. So with this phase is a lot of ancestral stuff coming up that is memories of things our ancestors did. And we might not consciously be having those memories, but we are consciously feeling those sensations. And when I'm saying we, I'm saying white people. And sure, you chose whatever avatar you came in. And if you want to spiritually bypass, you can say, you know, um, we are all one or the spirit doesn't have color or whatever your go-to is. But the reality is if you came here in a white avatar, uh, you came here to for this incarnation. You came here to clean up this side of the street. So as that's coming up, though, especially among the unconscious people, it is manifesting as just complete insanity. People are just drowning in guilt and remorse. Not even remorse because remorse just you fix it. Guilt and that like... Uh, shame and misplaced, uh, just entitled, not, I keep wanting to say frenetic, but that is definitely not a word. Like frantic kind of meltdowns. And you can kind of see it around arguments over masks. I'm definitely not, please do not at me about masks. Um, I don't have a like strong I crack some jokes about masks I was really actually making fun of people who are pro-cop anti-mask because I think that that's a funny that's a funny spot on the Venn diagram right this is this is where our freedoms are infringed upon but anyway I don't want to get into that I'm not you guys do what you I don't want any part of that but uh, white people screaming at the top of their lungs that they are being oppressed in a Costco over a mask, it's not about the mask. Do you know what I mean? Do you see people with the crazy eyes right now and they just, they feel like they're fucking losing it? It's because they're remembering what their ancestors did. You are your ancestors. I don't have time to get into that right now. But so that's, the, we're in the balancing of the energies. As that's happening for white people, uh, there are gods native to this planet, like Earth, like the gods of this planet and we these were all part of the 60 downloads was like i got a glimpse of like what happened um at some point when the 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 white people which represented just like people in male bodies once represented masculine energy white people represented unconsciousness and we went around with christianity and we uh we smashed everybody who had gods like gods native to the planet and, um, uh, I don't actually know a lot about other cultures, so, uh, I hope I'm not misspeaking when I say God's native to the planet, but what the, the vision that I got last fall was these gigantic, badass gods standing up out of like oceans and rivers and like stand, just like effortlessly standing up out of mountains and shit. And, um, they like, we are nothing. We like, don't even reach halfway up their toe. And, uh, I saw that that was, those are like native gods. 
um, who just have been chilling while we while we act like Christianity is, you know, uh, the the truth. Anyway, so I saw that. So as all of this is happening, there are there is a massive awakening of the power of like Earth. And uh, it does not give a fuck about what we think the powers that be are. And so that's that's where a lot of my hope come from comes from. But there's a reckoning that comes with that. There's a balancing of energy. Now, when I talk about nobody, you don't owe anyone anything, that's cool. You don't owe anyone anything that is yours. And the reason that we're doing this balancing of the energy and you can't use interdependence as an excuse to spiritually bypass um, cleaning up white supremacy. I hope I don't sound flippant saying cleaning up. Sorry. Um, I'm trying to summarize, but the reason that that doesn't work is because energetically we're not talking about something when you're giving back something that isn't yours. And so that, that energy, that power dynamic is very unbalanced. The balancing, all of those balancing of energies, but the one that we're in right now that has everyone feeling like their teeth are on edge is the is the balancing the of the energies that came as a result of colonization. I just feel like I'm saying that word wrong. The sorrow and the death around that is just it's just heavy. It's fucking heavy and it's everywhere. Um with this apocalypse, I'm done trying to predict what could happen, but I think think any apocalyptic scenario and just prepare for it a little bit. Prepare for the power grid to go down. It just nothing huge, don't go crazy. But have a flashlight, you know, prepare for, you know, buy a bag of rice, prepare for some possible scenarios. My understanding is everything we lose, the message is you don't need it. So should something like that happen, think, okay, so now what? You know, there's a temptation when we lose something to go, oh my God, you know, and just, it should be helpful to know. I'm going to get more into that, like preparing for the apocalypse next, um, D to D, three energies. All right, building communities. Another big theme, sorry, is going to be death. Another big theme for the next year is going to be death. We are going to find out, plot twist, death is not what we think it is. I think the more that we step into that six-dimensional energy, because with this stuff, we are perceiving things. I'm talking to people who are starting to see energy, like physically see energy. It looks like kind of smoke in the periphery. Or it looks like, um, for me, I describe it as the, when you first start seeing it, it's like the steam coming up from the road on a hot day. It moves like that, but it looks like on the color spectrum, if you look at a light bulb and then look at a, a look away, how you can still see the light, that's where it is on the color spectrum. So a lot of people are starting to see this stuff. Once you learn to really see it, like if I could just show you guys a movie of the shit that I see happening I'm like talking to someone and there's like a dragon walking behind them. And I'm like, this is just, I've, this is how it's been for me for years. And like my, the worse my eyes get, the more I can see this shit. So I know several, um, fellow mentally unstable people who are seeing this shit on a regular basis. So that's part of it. There's a lot of like the synchronicities are crazy, a lot of this stuff happening right now, this comes with the higher dimensional reality. The timeline stuff is 
so timelines being something oh god there's probably a terrible echo in here too timelines are something different than um dimensions so if dimensions are software updates timelines are just like alternate movies right so every movie has a premise and whatever and so there are alternate movies and you can just like hop timelines in your life i think you're doing it on accident all the time there are ways to pull timelines to you um to sync up with them and uh i do want to get into that a little bit but i'm starting last year i was having these dreams this was a little over a year ago where I was, I would die. I would be like driving and accidentally drive off a cliff. And then there would be someone in the car and they would go, okay, 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 go into it, go into it, go into it, go into it. It felt like I was in like a, a, a simulation and I was being coached of like how to handle death. And they'd be like, go into it, go into it, go into it, go into it. Okay, good. And then I would be back on the road again. And the message that I took away from that is if we are faced with death, if we just like like surrender instead of freak out, we will just blip onto, I thought we would just come back to life. But now I'm like, oh, we just blip onto a different timeline. And now I'm like, oh my God, when I died, did I die in that reality? And then I just blipped onto a different reality. Anyway, I don't think we go anywhere. I think um, we come in and out of this game so quick and sometimes we get knocked out of it I think it's just not what we think it is I think when people close to us die I don't think they go they often don't go anywhere for a really long time and we've just been taught that like people's physical body is who they are and uh we go through this grief process which is grief is valid your feelings are valid every experience you have your feelings are valid but I think there's going to be a lot of stuff around death in the next year where we're going to find out it's not quite what we thought it was. And we're going to lose people. A lot of us have already lost people. Um, have you noticed that they're kind of still here? I think that's going to be a theme. We're going to experience death separately and we're going to lose our fear of death. And so much bullshit that we deal with in this reality is a result of our fear of death. Building communities is a big part of the 60 and I think 70 as well. I have talked quite a bit about ideas around imagination projects, which launches in a week and a half, by the way, um, around creating communities and just like building each other houses and stuff. But like, we can't do that. It's been tried, like many people have tried it and it's never worked because it doesn't work in a codependent model. It doesn't work in a model where we just take turns projecting our childhood trauma onto another person and then pushing them out of the community. So if we could get to the place where we are all operating as autonomous beings doing exactly what we want to do and not resenting our position because we picked it, you know, um, we can perhaps start to build communities. But I know several people who are already starting to move forward on that. I think that is its own form of, you know, uh, map holders. Um, actually, I guess that's probably its own, its own group, but that is something, uh, later half of 2021, uh, early 2022 is going to be, I, th my theory and my theories are always wrong, but my theory is that we just start to create the new world because the old world is just, falling apart on itself we just start to create the new world and throw one starfish back to the sea everyone who's awake just starts starts our own socialist fucking thing 
and um and and that is a form of image setting because if you create it then you push reality you change the rules so this is going to be a short episode because i just noticed that the battery is about to die and i um it's my last night with my kids here before i head down to arizona so i just wanted to get into a couple other things real quick I have talked in past episodes about how your perception matters. And I talked about it in the tower episode where I first talked about the apocalypse. And I want to explain a little bit of clarity or provide a little bit of clarity for that, especially when things are quote unquote bad or negative or difficult. Okay. So my personal manifestation methods uh, do not include constant positivity. I found in years of trial and error and experimentation with reality that constant blind positivity d- just doesn't work. It doesn't do anything. That not acknowledging the potential of failure creates failure more often than... Um, so an example of this is I use manifestation stuff in doing stand-up a lot. And I learned that if I acknowledge the potential to bomb before I get on stage, I'm far less likely to bomb. Where when I walk in and I'm like, oh, yeah, this audience is my audience. I got this. Boom. I fail. So anyone who's ever been around me when I'm trying to create something, which I I tend to set it and forget it. But when I am actively trying to create something, I do acknowledge all the ways it could go wrong. And then people always correct me. And they're like... Uh, don't say that. And I'm like, I'm actually preventing it by saying that I'm, well, I'm drastically reducing the potential of the timeline. I don't want by acknowledging the timeline. I don't want, but because, um, the universe does not like you to tell it how it's going to do something. And so usually this is probably why my guesses are always wrong. I say stuff like when I'm doing readings, I'm like, I wouldn't be surprised if you move. But I don't say you're going, like, I'm less likely to say something like, you're going to move, you're going to do this, because reality is like, fuck you, bitch, you don't tell me what I do. So um, when I am trying to manifest something and then I say, I might not get this thing, or it might blow up, or it might do this, I react, I don't know. I don't know if this is why it works. It feels like this is why it works. Reality is like, well, now I'm going to do something different. Reality likes to surprise you. You can say the premise of the movie but it wants to write the script and that's just the way it works that said we are in an apocalypse okay so we know that we can't hop off of the apocalypse timeline and believe it or not if you're here you signed up for the apocalypse and one day you're going to look back and you're going to be living in a bliss ball in the collective consciousness and it's going to be so long since you felt conflict or dichotomy or duality and you're going to be like god damn it do you remember how fun the apocalypse was, I know you don't believe me right now when I say that, but that is like, that's just what we are. We are sadistic, crazy balls of energy. And this is, we did this on purpose. We're here on purpose. Um, it just is the apocalypse. It just has to fall apart. We are going to build a new world. You can't build it on top of an old building. You have to pull the old building down. There has to be a demolition. I, um, I'm telling you that to make you feel better because it's happening. It just is happening. I'm not, I, sometimes I think people's frustration with the apocalypse, they take it out on me as if I'm, I'm holding the button. I don't, I'm not actually, I should be, I'm would do it better, but, um, I'm just explaining the process. It just is going to be an experience. It's going to be a series of losses 
And there are, for me, um, every time we experience a new loss or a new shift or a new piece of the collapse starts, I go, okay, well, this is what I would have done different. And to get in front of it, I've just thought, okay, well, what are the likely scenarios? I know like a little bit of like visions that I've had was that everything goes dark from September. There's some like huge revelations in October, but those might be personal. November, everyone has said is going to be a shit show. I haven't actually seen a lot around November, but I just know it's all darkness for me from September to December. Really completely different energy in January. But I have considered what if we run out of food? What if the power grid goes down? Get some physical maps, have some LED lanterns around, put some extra batteries, bag of rice, whatever. And I'm not attracting that timeline by acknowledging a potential for it. I'm actually not like thinking of things ahead of time and going like, this might happen from like a place of like, okay, you know, this is an, this is an unthinkable scenario. You're kind of pushing it away, but you're also just like preparing for it, but not from a place of like, oh my God, what if we lose food? You know, you're kind of like pre-processing it also because when you suffer a loss, you automatically fall asleep. Everyone falls asleep when they, when they take a hit suffer i just fucking fall asleep sometimes because people are mad at me you know and then i'm like in the 3d and i like believing every experience i'm having so uh there's nothing you're not going to make a famine happen by considering it as a possibility you're not pulling a timeline and that is not the same thing as don't point your perception at something okay so here's an example of pointing your perception at something while things are uncomfortable, you can point your perception at the future. You can focus on the future. That's the healthiest thing that you could be doing. So, all right, well, if we're not going to have money, then, then, then daydream. Then think about what things would look like. Really try to flesh out the idea because the, the part of you that's experiencing the loss is like, everything's going to suck. It's going to be chaos in the streets. That's pulling a timeline. Think about the future. Think about how you would do things differently. I personally am landing on the fact that, that we're trying to get too many people to be on one trip at the same time. I think we need to like break everything down into smaller communities of resident people and stop trying to make everyone believe our version of reality and vice versa. That's all we're doing is just 24-7 bickering with people we don't resonate with. What happened when the apocalypse started was that people, it got uncomfortable. And when I say the apocalypse started, I'm counting the beginning of COVID as the, the beginning of the apocalypse. Okay, so this is like in December, I saw like a glitter that was coming to the planet and the glitter would stick to everyone and it would make people live in their worst nightmare and people who are awake, it would make them have more powers and whatever. I'm not judging people who are not awake. By awake, I mean you know that reality is not real. That's it. There's varying degrees. There's lots of forms of consciousness. Tons of people don't know that reality isn't real, but they're, they're socially conscious and they're environmentally conscious and they're all part of it. Everybody's a part of it. But uh, people who know that this is not real and that this is a game, you have a little bit of a leg up in the game because you get to play it this way. But everyone chose how they would do this. Anyway, people started to do this like Lot's wife thing where they like turn around and look at the old world and say like, I want to go back to that. And for the most part, nobody... Most people weren't enjoying that, you know, but it's like, it's like when you break up with your toxic ex and, uh, you know, or a relationship you were in that was toxic and then 
you don't want to do the work of processing the breakup. So you start convincing yourself all this magical thinking that like uh, the relationship was actually pretty great. And that was the love of your life. And what are you going to do? And like, you're ignoring the fact that you were miserable and you were fighting every single fucking day. You just are like, no, I just need to go back to that. That was so great. So people started doing that. And I think I did an episode. I don't remember what episode I did, but I like hammered home that your perception matters. Don't do that. If you're awake, don't do that. Don't do that. So what ended up happening in May, the aliens said uh, that the summer was going to be this like Franken reality, this like um, completely fake reality in which everyone's going to bury their collective heads in the sand and pretend as if everything is normal because they cannot fathom the fucking loss that they are suffering right now. And they said that the desire to live in that fantasy would be so intoxicating um, that we would even fall for it. And I was like, well, I'm not going to fall for it. I'm not leaving the house. And I'll be damned if fucking six days into the summer, I wasn't like, woohoo, family vacation. It is very intoxicating. It was very intoxicating for the first like six weeks of the summer. And now the um it is a zombie it's a zombie apocalypse if someone took a, a zombie timeline if someone took uh let's say the, the you have the world and then the world started to die and then it was a zombie and then we put makeup on the zombie and it's walking around and it has the creepiest fucking sensation because you feel like you're being kind of gaslit by reality and you're sitting at home on the internet and you're like okay uh, it seems like the world is still falling the fuck apart. There is crazy shit happening. There's unmarked fucking uh, un unidentified um, federal something picking up people and throwing them into unmarked cars. Uh, the numbers for COVID are through the roof. Are they through the roof? They're not through the roof. Like what the fuck is happening and death and sorrow and that ancestral shit is coming up. And But then people are like, I'm going bowling and it's fucking wild and it's dead it's a dead it's a it's pet cemetery we are in the pet cemetery portion of we have gone back to our toxic ex we are in our toxic relationship we had a honeymoon phase for about six weeks and now the gloves are starting to come off this thing is starting to wobble and shake and this reality is starting to fall the fuck apart and uh, that's where we're at right now. We're on a zombie timeline. We're here until September. And uh, and then more revealing. More revealing will be happening. Uh, apocalypse actually means to reveal, I think. That might be revelations. But it is like, it's just the veil being lifted. That's what it is. It doesn't have to be completely... Apocalypse means a complete final destruction of the world as described in the biblical book of Revelations. Okay, weird. Why do I have a different... I do. Okay, so, but then when you go down to the Greek translation, it means to uncover or reveal. Um, and then we have just decided that that it is from the Bible. It is a catastrophic, whatever. I don't think it necessarily has to be catastrophic. It just really kind of depends on, it's like a dream is getting so absurd, um, so that we can realize that it's absurd. It's very important for us to realize we don't need, like none of these things are real. Like we're so, we're relying on the things that are falling away. Like we're relying on them 
these systems and stuff, these systems aren't fair and they're not real. They're just like a thing that somebody else made up. And that's what's like people are realizing right now. And so there's some suffering happening because it's like some suffering. There's a lot of suffering happening because we're being forced to look at the fact that like, well, who is this for? What do we do? Why are we doing this? You had to convince you had us all in goddamn hamster wheels feeling like we needed to fight and work for this. But for what? It's trash. It's not working for us. And now it's dying so change it turn it into something else what the fuck anyway so that was we pulled that timeline we pulled the zombie timeline because so many people were like i want to go back to the way things were but that is not actually how things work you can't actually um we already did it we already experienced that reality and it was trash and i don't know why we thought going back was going to be cool but that's what we're doing this summer so people are wondering why things seem like, why do they look okay, but they feel fucking insane? That is why. Because you are living in Pet cemetery in a zombie timeline. Um, I'm going to cut this one short. I have shit to do. Um, you can find me at Jessa Reed Comedy on Twitter and Instagram. I locked my Instagram down for a little bit for the aforementioned uh, bullshit. And um, I deleted some of you. I know some of you, ha- like are on Instagram just to follow me maybe that's very sweet of you but also um given the circumstances very suspicious so I deleted a bunch of you and um you can just shoot me a message and uh you know um a picture of you holding a spoon and then I just kidding I don't just shoot me a message and we'll figure it out but no offense for deleting you you follow me on patreon that's a great place you want to spy on my content give me money um, and then, uh, yeah, Twitter, I talk a bunch of shit, leaving that open. Don't want anyone to miss that. Uh, mostly anarchist shit and, uh, readings sometimes. I don't know if I, if I'm available that day, there'll be bookings available that day. And imagination project is about to launch. If you are a mental health professional, and want to be involved in um, imagination projects, like a professional mental health professional. Apparently I have to um, have professionals in each state. I couldn't figure a way around that. I tried. And you are interested in providing mental health services for people over the phone or Skype um, that will be paid for by Imagination Project. Um, please email me. I need a, a dire- I need at least one in every state. And I think I have like four. So even if we talked in the past about it, please email me because I'm changing up the way that it's done. And uh, I think that that is it. I love you guys so much. Enjoy your zombie timeline.